Hello, everyone. Just to let you know before you listen to the podcast that we're holding eight free curriculum design events for primary senior leaders in coastal locations all around the country from early next year, 2020. These half-day events are for schools who don't currently use cornerstones because we'll be covering the essential aspects of curriculum design that if you are using cornerstones, you'll already have in place. Now, as well as covering curriculum design, we'll also be showing you how to reduce workload so you can really free teachers up to teach and how to craft a curriculum that is right for your school's context and values. We're excited to be joined by the inspirational award-winning deputy head teacher and author Jonathan Lear of Gorilla Ed fame. And you'll also be able to hear from local schools about their own curriculum design journey and the impact they're having. We're coming to Grimsby, Lowestoft, Sittingbourne, Bournemouth, Plymouth, Bristol, Blackpool and Hartlepool. And you can book up to two free places on each event. There's a morning or an afternoon option and lunch and refreshments are included. So it would be wonderful to see you there. Visit our events page on our website. That's cornerstoneseducation.co.uk to book your two free places. Thank you for listening and it's back to the podcast. Welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. Here we discuss all things curriculum, plus leadership issues, teaching tips and much, much more. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Curriculum. I'm your host, Caroline Pudner, and this week I'm joined in the studio by Catherine Birchall, who is a cross-curricular lead and a teacher at Readness Primary School. I'm really interested to find out how Catherine's school have implemented the Cornerstones curriculum and what impact she's seen there. Uh, So a very warm welcome to you, Catherine. Maybe actually you could talk about your school because its size is very special, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a really small school. We've got uh, two main classrooms, Key Stage 2 and Key Stage 1. So in the Class 1, we have Nursery 2, Year 2, but we quite often separate into two different groups. In the whole school, we currently have 40 children, which in some really big schools is almost one class. So, uh, yeah, it's really lovely village school, and it's got a very special feel because we're just like one big family, really. Mm. So, obviously, you've taken on Cornerstone's curriculum. When was that? We took Cornerstones on in September 2016, so we're in our third year now. And when we first took it on, we didn't have a lot of experience with Cornerstones. Our head teacher had seen it briefly in the previous mm. school, but the rest of us were completely new to it. Um, but we were really excited by what we saw, and we could see how it was going to work with the mixed year groups and how we could make it into a cycle of projects that so everyone got the coverage that they needed, yeah. but we were able to teach across the different year groups. Actually, could I ask you about that now? Because we do get a lot of inquiries from schools who do teach in mixed ages. And could you give some tips for how you've approached the topics? Because each project obviously has a year group in mind, but they are very flexible, aren't they? Yeah, they are really, really flexible. But because we've obviously we have the same children in our class for a number of years, Mm. we can't do the same project year after year. So we've had to kind of look at how we can make a cycle of the different projects. So I, when I'm teaching, usually I have year one and two in the class and we will be teaching a project that might be aimed at year one or aimed at year two and we either have to kind of push the year one so it covers things that the year twos need to learn yeah. but also simplify the year two ones for the year ones. But 
what I have found is if you teach a standard year two class your ability range is massive and actually when you've got a year one year two class that ability range isn't that much bigger really okay and it just means that you can be more supportive of you know children that are, are in the middle somewhere. So you're really looking at the child. It's yeah, looking every, yeah, at individual the child. children. And it doesn't uh, age expectations are something, but actually, when you're looking at a cohort of children, you're looking at their abilities and their their starting points, yeah. aren't you? And um, and adapting it to to suit them. Yeah, well, when, when we're doing our planning, we're always looking at what skills are needed and what knowledge mm. is needed um, and just trying to kind of bring everything together yeah. um, to make sure that everyone's being taught what they need to be taught. It's yeah. quite exciting. Yes, and, the, and how have the children found the curriculum and the projects? Have they enjoyed oh, them? They've really, really enjoyed them. I was actually speaking to some of the children last week, asking them how they felt, because mm. obviously some of the children, especially higher at the school, they were in the school before we brought Cornerstones in. And we, I was discussing, you know, how they felt that Cornerstones had helped. And a lot of them were saying, oh, before it was quite bitty. There was, you know, they did different subjects all the time, but they weren't really joined together. Whereas now, they feel like they understand more because they're all joined together. Oh, and they find it a lot more exciting. What's your parental engagement like? And they're interested in the curriculum. Oh, we have a lot of parental engagement. I mean, it kind of is a kind of an extended family, really, yeah. because... We know all the parents, all the families really well. Mm. And whenever we have, especially in the express stage, when we, can, we get a lot of parents coming in. Have you seen any impact so far in the children's learning as well in the class? Yeah, I think, well, as we've been going through the projects, the pure enjoyment of the, the projects is obvious to see. And I think mm. when somebody enjoys something, they're going to learn more, they're going to remember more. And I know we do a lot of experiences within lessons. Yeah. And... There's obviously always a reason for those experiences, mm. but because the children find them exciting and they're engaged in them, they, they remember those experiences and they remember what they've learnt within those experiences. Oh, that's good, yeah. Um, and so the actual conversations you can have about past projects, it's lovely to hear because sometimes in the past when you've taught something, especially within a subject, they can't instantly recall what that was, but when it's part of a big project, they can recall things so much easier because they can link to it and they can engage with it yeah that's brilliant to hear because that was our our aim was the connectivity that's one of the things that cornerstones does really well because it you do tell us about all these fantastic things that we can do with the children but you give us a reason for why we're doing it you give us the skills and the knowledge which is fantastic so we can you know we don't have to worry so much about the the planning of that because it's already there mm, well i wonder if i can ask you about workload actually has it impacted on your workload because that again that is our our big mission with creating the curriculum and the resources is to free up teachers time have you found that that's the case yeah it's definitely helped with workload oh that's wonderful i know in previous schools that i've worked at because obviously the whole time i've been at readness we've been working on cornerstones because it was one Mm. of the first things that we did Mm. as a team when i started but in previous schools we've kind of said oh we'd like to do things as a topic we'd like to link everything cross-curricular but that takes hours of planning to set something up Mm. And trying to make sure that you're getting every aspect that you need within that topic is really time-consuming. With Cornerstones, that's kind of taken away. We can plan for our whole half-term project quite easily, simply, and it's fun to do because we get to pick and choose which areas we want to do, which areas we think are right for our class. And it means that we've got more time then to spend on the individual lesson planning to make them more exciting and more memorable for those children. So it's definitely taken away that massive map planning that we had to do before a project starts. 
You've also got good resources within the topics, so we're able to use them, and we, you know, we can work on them, make them, add things to it. Mm. But we've got that starting point that's already there, and some of them are fantastic, especially things like we don't have to spend hours trawling through the internet looking for pictures of things, because quite often you've given us a slideshow of pictures that are just perfect for what we need. So it takes our workload and reduces it quite dramatically, really. But the one thing I have noticed is as cross-curricular lead in a small school where we've got mixed-age classes, making sure there are no gaps in what we have to teach in the curriculum, it can be really, really hard work. But with a gaps analysis tool on the hub, it means that I can input what projects they're going to be doing, and it will tell me what gaps I need to fill, if there are any. And because we have a rolling cycle in Key Stage 2 of four years, you've got to think, well, when a child comes in in year three, mm. what what topics are they going to be doing while they're in that Key Stage 2? Are they going to get everything that they need? In our Key Stage 1 class, we have a three-year rolling cycle, but because the reception children sometimes take part in some of those topic works. So we have to make sure that each child's really going to only be in year one and two for two years, but they're going to be part of that three-year cycle. So we've got to think of each year group, which two years they're going to be doing and what gaps they've got. So you can imagine how time-consuming that would be if I had to just do it with pen and paper, with the curriculum and what different teachers were doing, whereas I can give a teacher the projects that they need to do and I know that everything's covered. And obviously with picking and choosing, there are some elements that they might choose not to do, but they can instantly see what they're missing and we can make sure that everything's covered. So as a teacher, it's reducing my workload, but as a cross-curricular lead, it's taken away hours of work, but it definitely reduces the school financial budget because I'm not having to be paid to be out of the classroom for my management time. That's fantastic to hear all of that. And I suppose, I know you've still got work to do, obviously. You have to shape things around your school, don't yeah. you? And that's what you've done. You've got very particular needs in your uh, with your planning, like you're saying, and, and with the size of your school. But also it, that initial investment in time, just mapping things out, then I would hope frees you up for the next few years. You've got it mapped out and you know where your gaps are, you're teaching to them. You don't have to keep reinventing the wheel then, do you, for your job? Yeah, and almost exactly a year ago we had Ofsted come in and having Cornerstones there meant that I was able to share that with them, to say... Mm-hmm. I know that we're covering everything. I have the evidence to show that we are covering everything. And I was able to explain the gap analysis and I was able to show, you know, my annotated um, projects to show where I was adding things that had been highlighted in the gap analysis. So they were they were really impressed with what we were able to tell them about where we are now, where we're going to be in the future. So it was it, it made my life a lot easier. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, that's really nice to hear that. And then you've got that on record as well. If, you, if you're a listener and you're not aware of the gap analysis, it's a tool that if you take on Cornerstone's curriculum, you get that tool online, you get a coverage checker and a gap analysis, and then you can choose to teach those discreetly. The new developments that we've got with an online curriculum, you can actually assign those gaps to future projects. So, I mean, you can decide where and when you want to teach those gaps. 
That all sounds really positive, Catherine, and we're so pleased that you could come in today to talk to me. But every school has sort of their plans for the future. And we talked about implementation. We talked about what your vision was for putting in Cornerstones and your reason behind using it. Looking forward now, um, measuring the impact and also your vision for Readness in the future, what uh, plans have you got? Well, I know Cornerstones itself is moving on, and I definitely see our future with Readness working alongside Cornerstones, because everything, every worry that we have at Readness about what's changing, whether it be Ofsted or you know where they're saying the focus needs to be, we kind of know that, and we trust Cornerstones that you kind of, you're one step ahead, you know what the answers are and you can help us. So when, with this change with the Ofsted criteria, I know that you know, listening to what people have said at Cornerstones, we know we'll have the answers to give Ofsted when they come in. And with the way that the projects are moving forward, we know that that's going to be in line with how, how the kind of a successful way to move a school forward. And it comes down to children, doesn't it? Yeah. In the end, have you got a career? I think this is what Ofsted have been saying. If you've got a curriculum that's right for your school and your children and you're confident in it and you've shaped it, you haven't just taken on Cornerstones as it is you've yeah. done your own thing with it which is it we always love to hear that because every school is different but uh, I suppose I'm getting from you Catherine you feel confident uh, really don't confident you, yeah and I, I just think you know we're, we're incredibly grateful to Cornerstones because we wouldn't be where we are today I don't think without Cornerstones I mean we we took Cornerstones on when the school wasn't in a particularly good place we'd had two requires improvements before I'd started and we were very much a team that needed to get the school going in the right direction. And so taking Cornerstones on was kind of just an obvious choice. When we met the team and we were introduced to Cornerstones, we could see instantly that it was going to change the school. And I think within two weeks of starting Cornerstones, HMI came in to do sort of the interim inspection. And they could instantly see the change. And mm. they, were, they were impressed. I can actually give you a quote. Yeah, so we had a monitoring visit from Ofsted and they observed that and the quote was pupils are showing more enthusiasm for learning because they have developed the range of subjects taught and improved how they are taught. Pupils' interests are captured so they are motivated. Mm. And I think, you know, two weeks in, that's pretty impressive that it had yeah. been spotted and they could see how we wanted to move the school forward and how Cornerstones was going to work for us and it just... Having Cornerstones there gave us the confidence that we knew exactly what we needed to do. Mm. And, you know, in two, three years' time, when we get Ofsted again, because we're going to be academising soon, that we will know what we have to say, because Cornerstones is helping us with that. And I think it's looking at it the other way around. You know, Ofsted will come and see you doing what you know is best yeah. and using the tools. We are thrilled that you've found your journey with Cornerstones has been so positive and so yeah we're really proud to be part of your journey but obviously it's nothing without the teachers mm. uh, of which uh, are there two of you there's or more three than two? There's, there's three. three but I mean that's no mean feat is yeah. it and so you've your hard work putting in the curriculum obviously we're always here to you know, support but You've been very kind, Catherine, but, uh, you know, as, as many of you listeners will know, your school, it's, it's the hard work of your staff that brings a curriculum to life. So uh, we're thrilled. And thank you very much for taking your time to okay. talk to me today. <laughs> and uh, for the listeners tuning in, hopefully that's given you lots to think about. And if you want to find out more about Readness, Catherine, I know obviously there's only three of you there, but you 
would you be able to share any images? Have you got Twitter? Yeah, we we have a Twitter account and it is okay. open to the public. Yeah, um, because we want people to see what fab work goes on in absolutely. our school, and we want um, to celebrate the kids' successes. Absolutely, and we'll put a link to that on the podcast description. And uh, for the listeners, don't forget to tune in next time, where we'll have more wonderful guests like Catherine talking about how they're implementing the curriculum in the school and the impact it's having on workload. Until next time, it's goodbye from me.